and welcome to the show, Batch Brew Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Hendricks. This is where we're going to explore the coffee world one cup at a time. We're going to talk about various coffee growing countries throughout the world, as well as hot topics that are affecting the coffee industry as a whole. So grab your cup and listen up, because we're about to dive into episode number one. All right. So before I go in and start talking about the history of coffee growing in Peru. I'm going to talk first a little bit about the different regions in which coffee is grown in the country. And just like a side note, I just want to go ahead and say I'm probably going to mispronounce words or mess up, but if I do, I'm just going to keep going. Forgive me if I mispronounce stuff. But all right, here we go. Growing regions. Peru has 10 distinct growing regions, but in this episode, I'm only going to touch on the top four. Cajamarca, Hunin, Cusco, and San Martin. Starting with Cajamarca, its location is in the northwest region of the country. Uh, It's kind of located between the Pacific Ocean and the Andes mountain range. Its combo of climate, altitude, and soil make it almost the perfect coffee-growing environment. Its high altitude also makes it a good prospect to withstand future climate change. The cooperative Centro Cafe is very active in the region and works with over 2,000 families there. Elevations here typically vary between 3,000 to 6,750 feet in elevation. Hunan. This region grows about 25% of Peru's overall coffee production, making it the largest producing region. It is located in central Peru, almost directly in the middle of the country, just west of Lima. Coffee growing took a hard hit here in the 80s during a time of civil unrest. It was resurrected in the 1990s. Elevations here vary between 4,600 feet to 6,200 feet. Cusco, located in the southwest corner of the country, coffee growing here is being offered as a legal alternative to other popular crops grown in the area. The region is also famous for its tourist destinations such as Machu Picchu. Elevations here are usually between 3,000 to 6,200 feet. San Martin, Located just over the Andes to the east from Cajamarca, this was traditionally the main area of coca production in Peru, but is starting to see more coffee production, as well as other crops. This area typically has an elevation of 3,600 feet to 6,600 feet. The growing of the heirloom variety Typica can be traced back to the 1700s in Peru. Peru even had its first coffee shop in Lima in 1771. Coffee, however, was not grown for commercial export here until the early 1900s. It was at this time that the British government took control of roughly 2 million acres of land in Peru as repayment from the Peruvian government for defaulting on a loan. As a result, much of this land was turned into British coffee plantations to help supply the growing demand for coffee in Europe that was developing during this period. As time progressed, these lands holdings were redistributed, sold off, and fragmented into smaller parcels of land as the British left Peru. This allowed the opportunity for more smallholders to dominate the market. However, unlike many other countries that are dominated by smallholder, farmers in Peru lack the economical and technical support from their government, which has left a void that is currently being filled by NGOs, such as Fairtrade and other cooperatives. Now, as a result, large, now as a result, large quantity of coffee from Peru is Fairtrade certified And interestingly enough, about a quarter of the 100,000 small producers are members of cooperatives. Now let's flash back once more. During the 1970s, laws affecting the Peruvian coffee industry 
were signed in effect by the then-general-turned-military dictator Juan Velasco. These laws would end up severely limiting the coffee industry in Peru. The International Coffee Agreement, which is basically an agreement between coffee-consuming countries and coffee-producing countries, aimed at maintaining exporting countries' quotas and keeping coffee prices high and stable in the market. Through using export quotas to steer the price, these laws implemented essentially guaranteed sales and prices of coffee grown and produced in Peru. This result of these laws provided little to no incentive to build or improve existing infrastructures for processing, transporting, and selling of the coffee produced in, Peru in Peru. The result of this is that few mills are situated close to farms, which means that the coffee is often having to travel longer than desired after harvest before processing starts. Many of these small farms are so remote that they are only accessible by foot and usually a couple hours away from the nearest town. Transportation like this can affect the overall final cup quality of the coffee. This also contributes to the many coffees being sold off and blended out with other lots en route to the coast for export. The coffee production continued to suffer setbacks into the 1980s at the hands of the Communist Party, the Shining Path, whose goal was to overthrow the state through guerrilla warfare. These activities resulted in destroyed coffee crops and drove many farmers from their land. Today, though, coffee production is gaining ground in the country and is up from about 154,000 acres to more than 240,000 acres today, and many leading cooperatives such as Centro Cafe are helping farmers develop sustainable organic farming practices, increase production and quality. Cooperatives such as Centro Cafe are also helping farmers with exporting and gaining no notability in national competitions. Since coffee production in Peru is dominated by the Tipica variety, leaf rust, locally known as La Roya, is prevalent and always a factor in the country's overall production. This fungus spreads from plant to plant and can de devastate entire harvests. The country is still recovering from the severe leaf rust outbreak from 2014 that affected over half of the coffee plantations in the country. Peru still remains in the top five Arabica coffee producing countries in the world is known for their solid, clean-tasting coffee they produce. Coffee from Peru is typically washed due to the high access to water. Improving coffees are typically not the most exciting in terms of complexity, but it's still an amazing, solid, well-rounded coffee that goes great in blends. It typically has a well-rounded balance of sweetness and body. While there are more and more microlots that are starting to catch attention on the global markets and being featured as single origins by many roasters in North America and Europe. The country is also held in high regard for the large number of certified organic farms, thanks to the high number of cooperatives active in the country. All right, that's it for episode one. I hope you enjoyed. There's more to come. Uh, we'll be talking about other coffee-growing countries and other topics revolving around coffee. All right, until next time. Peace. Thank you.